If you've ever been betrayed, you know how painful that can be. We sometimes refer to it as being stabbed in the back because our back is where we are most vulnerable. And that's maybe what makes it hurt so much because it doesn't happen, at least most painfully, from the casual acquaintance when our guard is up. It happens from those closest to us when our guard is down. It can be a wife or a husband, a father, a mother, a child, maybe even a close friend. And although all types of betrayal hurt, they're not all the same. That's what a young lady shared with me recently, a lady from my church. You would never know when you met her that she carried around these scars of betrayal from family members and friends from years and years ago. And yet, that's what made her most recent experience with betrayal so painful. You see, she had this close friend and she opened up her home and her heart to this person. They were in a similar life circumstance. They shared birthdays of their kids and holidays, their ups and downs, their joys, even their struggles. And then after an unfortunate sequence of events, this friend of hers stabbed her in the back and even used her weaknesses against her. She didn't see it coming. She said she, she had experienced this type of betrayal with family members and friends in the past, but she never saw this one coming. And what made this unique is you don't choose your family, but she had been selective with her friends and she thought it was safe. So she asks a question I think we've all wrestled with. How do I, how do I deal with and heal from this betrayal from a close friend? Where do I even begin? That's what I'd like to talk to you about over the next few videos. How do you overcome and even recover from the betrayal of a close friend? Where do you start? The, the first thing you need to know is that whatever happened to you, whatever they did to you, it's not okay. Whether it was last year or last week or even last night, it's not okay, the pain that they've caused. You might hear others suggest or you might even suggest to yourself that you just need to get over it, but there's no quick fix. You don't just pop a pill for this and then it's all gone. What they did, it caused real pain. And, and I'm so sorry that they did that to you. I unfortunately joined countless others who have experienced uh, something similar. And it's not okay. But what you also have to know is that along with this pain is the temptation and maybe even the tendency to just shut down, to throw the guard up like Fort Knox and to push everyone away, to become secluded, maybe even reclusive. But what you have to know is that although that temptation might be there, that's never going to give you what you need and help you heal. And so what you have to know even more so is that you're not alone. There's one person who understands betrayal even better than all of us. He had this close circle of friends, people that he shared his ups and downs with, joys and even struggles with. He had done everything with them, the countless breakfasts and dinners, time around the fire. And then the night before Jesus died, one member of this close circle of friends and followers by the name of Judas betrayed him. It's even more commonly known as the night on which Jesus was betrayed. In Mark chapter 14, it doesn't even refer to Judas by name in this verse. It just says in verse 44, Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them, a sign to identify Jesus in comparison to the others. And imagine what is going through Jesus' mind as he sees this close friend of his who's now turning on him. 
the frustration, the, the thoughts of how much Jesus had invested in that friendship with him and all to lead to this, to hand him over to these ruthless captors? Jesus, pay closely to what he says. Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. In other words, this is all part of God's plan. First, this is part of God's plan so that you would never be able to live a day feeling alone in this pain. God never designed that you would feel this way. He also doesn't want you to be alone in this way. You have a Savior who, although he had such close friends over the span of years, yes, he was stabbed in the back, and he understands what you're going through, and he loves you. But another reason why you need to know that you're not alone and that Jesus knows what you're going through is that God used this as just one of the many stepping stones so that Jesus would go to the cross to take this pain away. God does not desire that you would live in this forever, so his son paid for it all. Not only the pain that we've caused, but the pain that others have caused to us as well. And in this way, you would know that you were not alone, for your God and your Savior, Jesus, is with you. He even makes this promise to you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Yes, Jesus has been there. And he is also with you right here and now. Hey, hey, it's Pastor Mike. Thanks for listening today. There's actually something else I think you'd really enjoy, and it's our latest podcast from my friend C.L. Whiteside. Uh, I could gush about C.L. and his gifts and the message he's bringing to the Time of Grace community, but instead I'm going to let C.L. tell you in his own words what his podcast is all about. Something that's been on my mind has been, when did this cancel culture begin and people start saying this person is done or they're dead to me? And what makes cancel culture intriguing is that if you aren't angry, like the majority of people are also angry, and you're not saying I'm done listening to them or I actually forgive them, you get canceled too. So you can't forgive somebody and want to move on and not want to dwell on it your entire life? Join me, C.L. Whiteside, on my podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth. Search The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.